Hello, this is Dennis Black, and here's your sales tip for the month of January. We're going to review customer non-buying attitudes, how to identify them, and how to handle them with the right technique. As you evaluate a sales call, you break it into certain components. How do you do in understanding their needs, their issues, their concerns with a quality approach towards selling? But during that call, you will encounter most frequently different customer attitudes which can defeat you if you're not prepared to diffuse them with the right process. The three non-buying attitudes that you will face fall into these categories. Indifference, which is the most frequently encountered and the most difficult to overcome unless you have the proper approach to handling it. Skepticism, which is very common in terms of people looking at and saying, how do I know you can do it? This sounds almost too good to be true. And then finally, objections, which have three distinct separators. Is it a product objection? Is it a price objection? Or is it a turnaround time-based objection? Each of those three are components of an objection, and we'll address each of them over the next three weeks. How to handle indifference, skepticism, and valid objections. As we look at the process, we will start with the most difficult, which is indifference. And to identify indifference, you have to first be aware of the definition of what indifference is. Borrower indifference is the perceived level of satisfaction they have with their current lending process analysis, and they see no need to change. As you listen to that definition and break it down, the key word is perceived. Someone's perception, as we all know, becomes their reality. So let's talk about, in addition to just the definition, three key factors that lead to borrower indifference. The first is it's very common that borrowers see all lenders as being the same. They look at a mortgage lender and they see rates and they may go online to a service that offers rate evaluation. And therefore, they evaluate the mortgage as a commodity. In a commodity sale, the most common component is the person makes a decision based on price. We all know that lenders are not the same. Each of you listening to this call have determining factors which separate you from competition. It could be your experience, your knowledge, your company's products, its turnaround time, and its various service offerings. No two lenders are alike. Yet for a borrower, it's easy to be indifferent if they view all lenders as being identical. The second factor is that the borrower wants to do what they did the last time they got a mortgage. So they feel when they speak to you, well, here's what I did last time. I'd like to repeat that. And as we all know, lending requirements, regulations, and guidelines have changed. So the second component, when they want to do what they did before, if it's not a first-time buyer getting their first mortgage, they want to repeat the process they did in a refinance or when they last bought their, bought their home, your job is an educational role to educate them as to the new guidelines as well as just the new application format itself that changed towards the end of 2019 2020 heading into 2021, excuse me. Now, the third and final component is that we as lenders breed indifference by telling more than selling during our exchange with the individual borrower. 
We talk about what we have to offer. We talk about what our company can do. We talk about all various factors that we think may be important without forgetting the basic tenet of true selling. We need to think question first, statement second. Create the need for what we have to offer in the borrower's mind versus sharing with them what we think is important without knowing if it's truly relevant to that individual client. Remember, the key in sales is to uncover or create need, not to tell what you have, but to uncover their issues and concerns, match your capabilities to those concerns to create the true benefit of working with you. Buyers will offer resistance if they don't see a benefit in working with you. And you do that by telling more than selling. So those are all factors that lead to indifference. Now, how do you handle it? All of you listening need to be able to understand what are my strengths and what can I offer to a customer and identify the top three reasons a borrower should work with you. Once you write that list of the top three reasons, now you have to create the need for those with what's called a narrow leading question. Getting the client to say yes, they have a need for one of those three variables you feel are your strength. Let me give you an example. If you feel that your knowledge and your experience and you've been in it for 5, 10, 15 years or more, you want to sell that knowledge and experience the right way. So you might ask a question like the following. Mr. Borrower, I imagine before you make your mortgage decision, you'll want to work with a lender who's done hundreds of loans, understands the new complexities and guidelines, and knows how to package a loan to meet the complex needs you may have in your mortgage. Is that correct? You have to finish the question by driving them to a yes or a no answer. Here's another example if your company offers quality technology. Technology would be your second reason. I imagine today with all the changes that we have and we need to upload documents and be able to track things online, it would be important to you as a customer to be able to not only easily upload all requirements that we have for the mortgage, be able to track your loan throughout the process. Would that be an important factor to you to evaluate before you choose a lender? And then finally, let's say turnaround time is to your advantage on a purchase transaction. You might say, meeting the contract demands, closing within 30 days as your realtor wrote the purchase agreement, is an important component before you pick a lender. Isn't that right? All of those are examples of narrow questions which drive a client to a yes to a particular strength. Knowledge and experience, technology, and turnaround time. If those questions don't get the client to say yes, you have one last resort. Create a reaction. And the way you do that is to put the client in your shoes and do what's called an analogy type sale. You would say, in your profession as a marketing director at a software company, I imagine you've had times where you wanted a client, yet it took time to get them, but you didn't give up and you pursued them. Is that true? Yes. And once you finally got them, you know you could do a quality job. Is that accurate? Yes. I feel the same way. My company can execute a quality mortgage transaction, and I know I can help you with your individual needs. Give me the same opportunity that a customer gave to you when you sold to them. By doing an analogy, you make people think, did they have to work to get that business? You're trying to do the same thing. Sometimes that will work to the level that they go, I get it, I understand. Sometimes they'll say, nice try, but good effort. Either way, 
You can only look at what you've done to win the call when you encounter indifference. It is the most challenging non-buying attitude. And then in next week's conversation, we will address skepticism. When someone has doubt or disbelief about your ability to execute, how to identify it and how to handle it. By handling non-buying attitudes, you get yourself off to a fast start in 2021. And that's very important for all of you listening to this call. This is Dennis Black. Good luck and good selling.